On R2C2, CC Sabathia and Ryan Rucco guide listeners through everything going on in the MLB, NBA, and NFL. They also talk to friends, athletes, and celebrities about the world of sports and much more. Check out R2C2 with CC Sabathia and Ryan Rucco on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. It's New York, New York, presented by FanDuel. The MLB season is in full swing, and you can step up to the plate with FanDuel. America's number one sports book. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub, filtered by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page. Plus, bet the live same-game parlays for every MLB game and track your game and bets live with box scores and play-by-play. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus in D.C. and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100 Gambler or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade? Boulder Dash. Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. What's up, everybody? I hope you're enjoying your trade deadline day. I mean, my goodness, this has got to be as wild and as chaotic a trade deadline that I can ever remember. I mean, my head is still spinning, and I got to start with the Mets. Listen, we'll start first and foremost with the Mets because I know the Yankees been getting a lot of attention the last few days, Joey Gallo, and then, of course, getting Anthony Rizzo. And there are a whole lot of Mets fans just wanting to know okay, when is my team going to go and make a trade? And I had a feeling all along, the Mets were going to find their way to get one of the following. Chris Bryant, Trevor Story, or Javi Baez. Well, they got one of those three. They end up getting Javi Baez. Baez, tight relationship with Francisco Lindor. Lindor clearly was pushing ownership to go and get his buddy to maybe have them as the middle infield moving McNeil possibly over to third base or to the outfield. And look, this is a fine move for the Mets. Baez will help him at short, in the short term. You move him to second base for the remainder of the year. He's a terrific defender. He's got pop. He plays with a lot of energy. He strikes out a ton. The same concern I have about Joey Gallo, I have about Javi Baez. His strikeout numbers are awful. I'll tell you what else is not good about Javi Baez. The on-base percentage. Not a great on-base percentage. Good glove, pop, whole lot of energy. The Yankees go and get Heaney. I like it, back-end pitcher. He's, listen, pitching with five ERA this year. Look at his K rates. Look at the way he misses bats. That's a nice under-the-radar pickup for the Yankees, and they basically didn't give up much in return to go and get him. I'm seeing Solaire just got traded from Kansas City to Atlanta. How about Atlanta? Atlanta goes and gets Solaire. They go get the kid from Cleveland, Rosario. And they get Duval. 
Not exactly Ronald Acuna, but it shows you that the Braves are not punting on the 2021 season. Philly's got a couple of bullpen arms. Didn't do much. Love the Giants getting Bryant. And I think that's going to be the overarching question a lot of people have in Metland. Would the Mets have been better off getting Chris Bryant over Javi Baez? I would argue yes. Now, I'm not going to kill this move from a Mets standpoint. They, in my estimation, would have been better off getting Bryant. I think he's a better player. I think he's a more complete player. I know he doesn't have shortstop availability in the here and now, but that would have been the move I made. So what a trade deadline. I mean, so much moving and shaking. I I can't wait now to watch the Yankees tonight. And I'm actually going to be at City Field. I got invited to go to the Met game tonight. I'm going to be keeping tabs on the Yankee game the whole night. I know Gallo is going to be in the lineup. I have no idea about Rizzo. I have not seen the Yankee lineup yet. And one more note before we get to your calls. I'm stunned the Yankees couldn't find the taker for Luke Voigt. And it just goes to show you, I guess there ain't a whole lot of value for Luke Voigt around Major League Baseball because the Yankees couldn't trade him last year when he led baseball in home runs. They couldn't dump him this year because what is his role on this team? Think about it for a minute. What is Luke Voigt's role on this team? Rizzo's playing first. You can't really DH him, what, unless you're going to play Gallo in center field and you're going to play Stanton in the outfield three or four days a week? You think the Yankees are doing that? I don't see it. I don't see it. So maybe Voigt sits till September. Maybe they DFA him. I have no idea. I I just don't know how a guy like Luke Voigt is going to fit in the Yankee plans. But this was an old school classic trade deadline from my childhood. Because I think back to the trade deadline. I remember Randy Johnson going to the Astros. I remember Cecil Fielder coming to the Yankees. There would always be crazy moving and shaking and activity this time of the year. And I think getting rid of that late August deadline was the best thing they could have done. Because now you've made the trade deadline an event once again. Good thing for baseball. All right, let's lead it off with Lee. What up, Lee? Uh, Not a high-flying start here with Lee. So here's what we're going to do. Let's hit... Our good buddy, our good pal, the great Justin in Floral Park. What's up, Justin? JJ, what's going on, brother? Justin, I'm fired up for some Yankee baseball tonight. I guess the question is, is Anthony Rizzo going to be in the lineup in time? I guess we'll have to wait and see. Probably not, but it's all right. Um, I agree with you, by the way. I'm not going to talk about the Mets, but I agree with you a thousand percent. They're better off getting Bryant, more versatility, can pop him in the outfield because, you know, Conforto's been a mess. Dominic Smith doesn't hit. I'd rather have them gotten Chris Bryant, you know, than uh, Baez, I think. He's a better player. I mean, listen, Justin, the Mets fan's going to be bothered by me saying that. I saw a few tweets saying, I mean, that it is what it is. Exactly. I'm not really concerned about it. I'm not losing any sleep over it. If you watch the two guys play, Brian is a tough route because he doesn't chase as many pitches. He has a better batting eye. And not only is he a terrific third baseman or left fielder, look at the production over the last few years. He's a more consistent player. And it's too bad uh, that Baez ain't playing today because he just got into that incident with the Reds. So watch for that this weekend, okay, with uh, him and Joey Votto going at it with each other. I like that. Listen, anytime we can spice it up and have a little fun on a baseball weekend with two guys that don't like one another, Justin, I'm all about that action, baby. You know that. I'm all about that action. And I'm very curious to see what the Yankees are going to do now with Heaney in the rotation. I think he'll end up being put... I'm going to tell you why I think they're going to give him a couple of starts. Maybe not right away, but they know the innings limit is coming up 
for two guys here. Tyon and Herman. Herman, because he hasn't pitched the last couple of years, suspension, COVID, whatever. Tyon, he hasn't pitched the last few years because of the injuries. Yes, they're getting Severino back. Yes, they hope that they're getting Corey Cooper back. But I could see the Yankees being in a position where it's like, not only do we need some innings out of Cortez, but let's get another guy who's got a little bit of upside and see what he can do. All right. Yeah, I thought maybe they would use him more in the Justin Wilson kind of role. Because, uh, you know, I, that ERA scares me. I know he gets a lot of misses, but I thought he'd use them for just a couple innings. Maybe because uh, I don't want. Uh, I guess we lost Justin there. Appreciate it, buddy. Um, I'm okay if they transition Heaney into being a reliever. I mean, they gave up absolutely nothing to get him. See, that, that that's my thing with this move. You gave up nothing to get him. The Yankees, shockingly, stayed under the luxury tax and got Anthony Rizzo, Joey Gallo, and Andrew Heaney. That's... To me, a monumental miracle, all things considered. Timmy in Hoboken, New Jersey. Timmy boy. Tim, great day, bro. I, I feel I just got back from a run an hour ago. My head is still spinning. Trade deadline, bro. It's like old times, man. Yeah, big names moving. Um, I, I was, to your point before, I was hoping we would move Voight for something, but I bet I guess Stanton better grab his glove now and get in the outfield. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know what the roster moves are going to be. My issue would be they got to keep Greg Allen in the lineup. He gives them speed. He's been spunky, switch hitter. For what it's worth, he should play over Brett Garner. I'm not in love with the idea of seeing Judge, Gallo, and Stanton and then adding Voight into the lineup. Because then, I-, I mean, Tim, you are literally looking at a station-to-station team one through nine throughout that batting order. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Uh, I mean, I, I was just talking to a couple buddies about it. I, I don't hate the idea of Void just being pinned to the bench and being a bat off the bench. Him and him and Odor are not bad options to come off the bench to pinch hit. Well, I don't disagree with that. And, you know, you feel for a guy like Ruggie Odor because he was giving the Yankees really good production. He obviously is giving the Yankees a good amount of spunk. But you got to figure, Tim, he's barely going to play now. Uh, with the way this roster shakes out. Because LeMayu now moves back to second base. Glaber is locked in at shortstop. And at first base, you're going to have Anthony Rizzo there day after day after day. So I- I- I'm guessing if the roster moves are going to be what I think they're going to be, somebody like Wade, I guess, would get sent down. I don't think they would DFA Odor. Too popular a player on the team. And Wade is just completely useless. It's going to bother me, though, Tim, if they get Allen and send him down to AAA, that's going to piss me off. Yeah, that would be annoying. I, I can't stand Wade, so he can hit the fucking bricks. Um, I can't stand him. Um, but yeah, it's Stan's got to get in the outfield, though, because he's just going to clog up the DH spot where we can just rotate the DH pretty much whenever we want if Stan plays the outfield. Well, I don't disagree. And if Stanton goes down, listen, he has done absolutely nothing over the last three to four weeks. So he goes down. He misses some time. Tim, I ain't shedding any tears. But think about this now. The Yankees have put all of their eggs in the all-in basket. They are all in on this year. And really, the best case scenario for them is that second wild card. Because the division is dead. They're not catching Tampa. I'd be stunned if that happens. But the good news is this. And I think a lot of teams approach this deadline with this in mind. It is a wide open year in baseball. I get it. The Dodgers, Scherzer, Turner... They look like the team to beat. But the American League, I mean, you you tell me right now, Tim, who is the clear-cut team to go and win the American League? I don't have an answer for you. 
So I think a lot of teams are probably saying, if we get in and we find a way to make the postseason, we can be insanely dangerous. Yeah, I, I get it. I, I guess, gun to my head, it's, I mean, Astros are up there. People are forgetting the Rays are getting a lot of guys that are hurt back. Glass now, uh, McKay is coming back soon. Um, a few other guys that I'm not remembering. So they're they're going to be tough to deal with. Um, I just think ultimately we, we needed another arm at in the rotation Keeney I don't think he's the answer but you gave up nothing for him um would have liked to see them add maybe another bullpen piece but here we are so well listen Tim the problem the Yankees were going to run into excellent call as always my friend what starting pitcher were they going to go get you saw what the Toronto Blue Jays ended up dealing for Jose Barrios they gave up a ton would you have been willing to do that the answer in my estimation would have been no I was not willing to do that. Think about the American League and the American League East. Yankees get Rizzo. They get Gallo. They get Haney. The Red Sox, who have the big lead, get Kyle Schwarber. Where he's going to fit in, that remains to be seen. I don't know if you want to put Kyle Schwarber at first base, but maybe a little outfield, a little DH, but he's a bat. He can rake. The Rays get Nelson Cruz. And the Blue Jays get Jose Barrios. Everybody in the American League East trying to get better. Let's hit the Frankie. He's up next. Frankie boy, how we doing? Good, good. Hanging in, brother. Nice. What shaking? I, I I'm happy. I am. They made the they made the moves they had to do. They got they got they filled the void with Baez. I, look, I get it. Brian's probably a little more talented, but the up looking at the upside, those in media need right now at shortstop. We can move Roman to second when the door comes back. I think coming from a dead team, this might rejuvenate him a little bit. He's an electric guy. He obviously he's streaky. He swings and misses a lot on some bad pitches. He goes through those stretches where he looks absolutely awful, but he's got a lot of pop. He hits lefties. He can play. He's a, he's a good defensive player. I, um, and I think this will kind of give Lindor maybe a boost when he comes back. Diaz is fired up. I think, I think this will be a good thing. I, I think it's a positive. And they added two pitchers. Look, they're not the best pitchers in the world. They're depth guys like we talked about. And I think that that's the most important thing here. But the most important stretch is we need Jake back healthy and we need the, and we need Carrasco to get in line before we go through this 13 game stretch with the Dodgers and the Giants in a couple of weeks. No doubt about it. And listen, I think the point you bring up regarding Baez and the life that he can infuse into the Mets is totally, totally fair. He is a guy that feeds off his energy. And listen, you look at his power numbers this year. They're fantastic. 22 home runs, 65 RBIs, 13 stolen bases, and you're going to get top notch defense. Top-notch defense from Javi Baez, whether you put him at shortstop or whether you move him over to second base. The problem you're going to have with Baez, though, I'm telling you right now, the on-base percentage, listen to this on-base percentage, 292. That is absurd in this day and age, Frankie. For somebody as talented as Javi Baez to have an on-base percentage under three, that's alarming, and the strikeouts are alarming, too. 131 strikeouts and 335 at-bats. The Yankees and the Mets... In two of the big moves that were made over the last few days, they go and get major, major strikeout guys, Gallo and Baez. So that's something you're going to have to deal with now for the next couple of weeks. And I'm interested, too, to see where they're going to bat him in the lineup. If they're going to put him in between Conforto and Alonzo, or they're going to put him up top behind Nimmo. That's going to be interesting. You know, that's a good question. I don't like Baez at the top of the order because of everything I hit on with the on-base. I'm hitting him fifth to sixth in the lineup. I'm keeping my top of the order as is. I'm putting Baez in a run-producing position where I'm not, like, stressing over, oh, is he going to take his walks? Is he going to do this? Get him runners on base and let him swing the bat. 
And at the end of the day, we gave up, you know, we gave up Pete Crow Armstrong. I'm not a minor league enthusiast. He's a fifth. I know he's coming off of surgery. I, I don't think we didn't give up a lot. And we got two pitchers. I think the Giants gave up a couple higher prospects for Bryant. And now I'm interested, too, to see what they're going to do with J.D., McNeil, and Dom in, like, left field and, and third, too, because that's going to be interesting. And now, obviously, it's going to drop Guillaume out of the lineup, and it's going to be interesting what they do with Villar, too. So they, Obviously, the bench is just that, – that bench mob is, is intense. Obviously, you wish you had the DH, but there's going to be a lot of interesting thing, moving pieces. I thought J.D. was going to go in a move to the to the Twins if we were going to get Maeda, but I guess it didn't work out. So, interesting to see how Louis Rojas is going to juggle that, that poor, poor part of it, too. Yeah, but those are good problems to have, Frankie. Listen, when you're playing on a winning team, it's a lot easier, my friend, to delegate playing time. Good call. It's a lot easier to do. You find a way to make it work. And if you don't like it, too bad. There are some guys who have given the Mets some really good production this year that are not going to be playing that much. That's just the way it goes. Let's head to Scotty. He's up next. Hi, Scotty. Hey, JJ. Uh... First of all, I'm excited for Gallo, but I'm really excited for Rizzo. Yeah, I think you and me feel the exact same way on that. I think most Yankee fans are more fired up over Randy Rizzo than they are Joey Gallo. And I think it's two reasons, Scott. One, the winning pedigree that he brings from the Chicago Cubs. And two, the fact that he does not strike out a ton. I think that is what Yankee fans are going to love so much. The idea of getting a competitive at-bat with Rizzo over and over and over again. And that's why, Scott, when I'm thinking about how you construct this lineup, I would put Anthony Rizzo in the three spot. I would put Gallo down in the order at five. I'm going to hit Rizzo three behind Aaron Judge. So that way, Judge gets on base and Rizzo can give you good at bats with a couple of runners, hopefully on base. I also got a Met question. So what are the Mets going to do next year when Robbie Cano comes back? Are they just going to let him go or what's to do with Robbie? Because... I mean, I don't know if Cano is going to come back next year. I mean, how old is he? He's going to be like 40 years old. Yeah, Scotty, I think from from a Mets standpoint with this new ownership, they could basically pay him to go away. I would not be shocked if they do that. And listen, I don't know if Javi Baez is a given to be a Met in 2022. I would not assume that. Let's see how Baez performs over the next two months. Let's see if he, you know, finds a home with this team. The Mets may say, hey, we want to keep him. We want to have him in the fold. They may say, you know what? We don't want him to be in the fold. So let's see on that. The whole Trevor Bauer thing. So I guess he's out, he's out of L.A. because they got the Scherzer. So I'm thinking, I'm, I'm assuming uh, Trevor Bauer's out the door. Well, yes. And I mean, listen, right now, the Dodgers have major, major, major egg on their face because they made that move. And I think part of the reason for them going all in again is, hey, guess what? Let's distract from the Bauer situation and throw Max Scherzer and Trey Turner into the mix. It's a bad look. I mean, I I can't sugarcoat it for the Dodgers. Really bad look. And someone will sign Bauer because, listen, we are the world of second chances. That's just the way life works. I told Mets fans, back at the old place, you want no part of Bauer on your team. I, I hate to say I told you so. I was fighting with a whole lot of Mets fans on that. Bauer is a total goon. Total goon. Let's say to you. He's up next. Hey, you. What's shaking, dude? How we doing, man? Oh, it was great. Bro, it was old school. You know, I think back to growing up in the mid-1990s and how many great trade deadlines that I can remember. Like, I, I remember Randy Johnson getting traded to Houston and the Yankees were in on that. I remember... 
2000, even though this was before the deadline, the Yankees got David Justice. I'll give you another one. Remember when the Red Sox took no more Garcia Parra, traded him away for Orlando Cabrera and Doug Mankiewicz. Like, there would always be a couple of moves that would have you, like, dropping your jaw this time of the year. Deadline the last few years has kind of sucked. So to have a badass trade deadline, yeah, man, it was, dude, the last few days have been a ton, a ton of fun. I saw that 10, 10 of the 2021 MLB All-Stars got traded at the deadline. Wow, that's crazy. That is a crazy number right there. Crazy. Like that's that's insane. But like just even touching on, you know, I think the Mets did a good job with their trade and I'm obviously talking about the Yankees myself, but you know, I think they did a decent job. I mean, they definitely had to clean up the 40-man issue because a lot of those guys were rule 5 eligible this year which they had to be added or they had to get traded. So, you know, it's a smart thing by Cashman. I'm just a little bit puzzled like as to what they're going to do with the void situation now cuz like it's like he doesn't really have a position to play other than DH and like, is Stanton really going to play in the outfield? I'm not buying it. So like, you know, is he going to play once a week? You know what I mean? It's, it just seems like kind of like for them to not take on any money and then not really trade his salary to bring in anybody else. I feel like is weird. Plus he's arbitration eligible again in, in the off season. So like, would they revisit trading him in the off season? But then Rizzo is a free agent, you know? So like, I don't know. Or, I know he, there was rumors that Jack Curry said he was a possible non-tender candidate in the offseason, which I feel like that would be kind of silly to do that. Oh, I think that's happening, though. You think about this now. The Yankees couldn't find a taker for Luke Voigt last year after the season he had where he led all baseball in home runs, albeit 60 games shortened season. And I was screaming, you got to try and trade this guy. His value is never going to be higher. Well, they obviously tried making a move over the last 24 to 48 hours, and they couldn't find a taker. I would not be stunned if in the next two to three weeks, Luke Voigt is designated for assignment. And listen, I don't think the Yankees necessarily want to do that, but you're building a 20, what, six-man roster. You need guys who have versatility. Like, I ask you this question. Who would you rather have on the Yankees for the final two months of this year? Would you rather have Ruggio Odor on this team, or would you rather have Luke Voigt on this team? I think it's a no-brainer. Between those two. No brainer. It's Odor, yeah, because of the versatility he provides. He's lefty. He does different things. I know he doesn't play short at third. He's primarily a second baseman. But Ruggie Odor, to me, is something different within the complexion of the roster. A, a, a guy like Voigt, you got like seven zillion guys exactly like him. Well, he won't be. I, you, I see no way when the Yankees make these roster moves how Tyler Wade is still on the 25 and the 26-man roster. No idea. They can't play Gardner anymore every day in the outfield either. Like, they just can't have – like, he can be a bench guy, but, like, I'd rather have Greg Allen or Florial playing than, than him. Like, I mean, his, it's like – it's time for him to – like, he's been a great Yankee. Like, I'm not going to, like, knock him or anything. Like, but obviously it just – you know, it's it's past his prime and, you know, it was almost like time for him to go out to pasture kind of thing. You know, like it's he just doesn't he's batting, what, 190, I think. And is not, you know, he's not getting on base, not really walking, you know. And even in the other day, he made that play in the outfield yesterday, which was that's on. It's on unlike him to make a play like that. Like, you know, what I mean, like he does. He's usually pretty sure handed in the outfield. But like and I get it happens. But, you know, I mean, I also think that the the home's is a little underrated trade that cash and made too. I think he's like a good little reliever for the bullpen. I think for the, what they need right now. Well, they're going to find out, listen, in order to make a bunch of these moves, appreciate the call. They 
had to say goodbye to Wilson, who was doing nothing for the Yankees anyway. And they had to say goodbye to Sessa, who actually gave some really good innings and some solid, you know, back-end depth in the bullpen. So they got to replace that. Are they going to move a starter or two to the bullpen? A guy like Schmidt when he's ready to go? Maybe. I mean, that's what I'd be looking to do. And the Yankees are going to have to move a starter or two into the bullpen because of the innings limits and whatnot. Whether that's Tyon, Herman, that's that's inevitable. That is absolutely going to happen. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive, or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. This episode is brought to you by 7-Eleven. Cold slurpy drinks and a hot summer day are a match made in heaven and your favorite refreshment just got even better. Let's talk about 7-Eleven's $1 small slurpy drink with seven rewards. It's the classic frozen fizzy treat you can't get anywhere else. I'm a blue raspberry guy. Just know that about me. Know that about me going forward. Anytime there's a drink like this, I'm in on the blue raspberry. If you're feeling thirsty, feeling thirsty right now, how about going to visit a 7-Eleven valid through 1725? 7-Eleven has the right to end this promotion early, plus tax, participating U.S. stores, see app for full terms, all rights reserved. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade? Boulder Dash. Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. Let's head to Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. The great Andrew. What up, Andrew? Yo, it's a Friday. Not even a late happy. It's an early happy hour. Like, I don't I don't have to extend happy hour by a couple hours, brother. I feel like the uh, the, the keg is a kicking. I'm popping open an ice cold one as we speak. I have not done that yet because I got to do television. So as soon as I finish up TV, I might have to uh, chug a bad boy, a Kona. I got a couple of Konas in the fridge ready to rock. I got you beat. I got mine open right now. I got my Sierra Nevada going right now. Oh, very nice, Andrew. You're better than me. Proud of you for that. Uh, this is fun. I mean, we have we had the NBA draft yesterday. Uh, we got the trade deadline today. Both New York teams are making moves. Uh, we have don't, John. Don't look now. We have college football football starting in just about a month. September fourth, you're gonna have Clemson, Georgia, and a whole bunch of other games. I mean, what's better than this? Oh, uh, it's a great time of the year. And you know what, Andrew? Normally, we have this lull in the sports calendar from like the middle of July until Labor Day weekend, but with the NBA season going later this year because of everything that went down with COVID and you had a wild trade deadline. I mean, I'm looking up right now. I got the TV on. I'm seeing training camp highlights. I know college football's a couple weeks away. 
And, bro, once football gets going, I mean, every day it feels like it's nonstop madness, craziness, what have you. So, hell yeah, bro. Can't get here soon enough. Um, I like what, uh, you know, with the Yankees and the Mets both did. I mean, yeah, with Minnesota, with Berrios, they wanted everyone's best prospect for Berrios. I mean, you look at Austin Martin, the guy that Toronto gave up, he's already to, ready to go prospect right now. You know, this isn't some 18-year-old college, I mean, high school graduate. He's ready to play right now. He was their number one prospect, one of the top prospects in baseball. So, I, you know, I'm happy the Mets didn't give up their top, top guy for Berrios, but... I like who they did get with Baez, you know, not not a big on base guy like you were saying, but he's kind of like an all or nothing hitter. I like him. I like the way he plays. He plays aggressive. I think the Mets need more guys like that, like Pilar, you know, guys like that. Like, you know, he got hit in the face and he's back the next day. I I think the the Mets need that, especially during a, a pennant run like this. But at the end of the day, John, the bottom line is. Who do you like for that NL East? Is it still the Mets? It's the Mets, Andrew. It's the Mets. Because finding the team, we tried taking a flyer with the Nationals. We saw what happened with the Nationals. Schwarber got hurt. They went into the tank. They traded everybody. I mean, there was a risk that was going to go down, but you're playing the number at that point. I can, in good faith, make the argument to anybody out there that Philadelphia or Atlanta is going to have enough to surpass the Mets. Atlanta this week probably should have won four out of five or maybe even five out of five games. I don't think I'm exaggerating by saying this. They outplayed the Mets by a lot, but think about it. They only gained one game in the standings. I don't think either one of those teams is equipped to go on the sort of run that you're going to need to go on to make up that sort of ground. So I still think the Mets find a way to get it done. I do. And then for the AL wild card, if you have to pick a team to, to get that second wild card in the AL, who would it be right now? I can't believe I'm saying this. After the move the Yankees made, I think the Yankees are going to get it. I do. I think the Yankees are going to get it. Now, I'll tell you what's my caveat, though, Andrew. They must, I repeat, they must play Great over the next two and a half weeks because the schedule for them is Cupcake City until the end of August. They got Baltimore. They got Miami. They got Kansas City. They got four games with Seattle at home. The Yankees got to go like nine and four, 10 and three in that sort of stretch and circle these dates on your calendar. End of August, four game series against the Oakland A's. That, to me, is probably going to be make or break time for this team. That four-game series may decide who gets the second wild card. Andrew, keep the research going, my brother. I know that you will when it comes to the college football season and the NFL futures. So I'm waiting to see the corresponding Yankee roster moves. I'm, like, flipping on Twitter to see who's going down. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Added Gallo, Rizzo, Rodriguez to the active roster, designated Ryan Lamar for assignment, optioned Albert Abreu to AAA. And, you know, I know some Yankee fans are like up in arms about Gallo getting A-Rod's number. They're not retiring A-Rod's number, folks. I'm sorry. They're just not. So I was more upset when they gave Latroy Hawkins Paul Neal's 21. Just saying. But to the Connor, he's up next. Hey, Connor. Hey JJ, how's it going? It's uh, I'm Connor. I'm a big fan. I love it across the pond. And Connor, you know, I'm bummed 
that I will not be making my way across the pond for Dolphins-Jaguars. Because the last time the Dolphins were in London, I made the trip. We had a great time for a week. And hopefully we can link up maybe in two or three years because the Dolphins will end up back there. And we'll take New York, New York on the road. And you'll show me all the pubs that I got to hit up in London, okay? Yeah, man. I, yeah, man. I got you. I'm, I'm, I'm a Jags fan as well. So I'm uh, excited for Trevor. Well, Connor, you got to explain that phenomenon to me. The Jags, in many ways, have been adopted by London. Is that accurate? Is that fair? <sighs> to be honest, it really, I don't really think it is. Like, because a lot of the a lot of people I know that NFL fans are with the, you know, the big franchises. You know, their Packer fans, their Cowboy fans, their Giants fans. But there's a, a small like selection of us that have decided to take on the Jags. Um, for me, it's like I get a chance to see them every year. Like, I, I want to feel. I'm a big fan of American sports. Obviously, a long way away. I want to feel like I can, you know, be a part of the team, be a part of the fan base. So that's why I went with the Jags. That's so awesome. You know, and I think about the way the NFL has grown. And I always wondered, Connor, like, is it ever going to catch on? Uh, are people in your neck of the woods ever going to get into it? It's obvious. When I went to London, I was amazed with the amount of, you know, locals who now watch football, American football, every Sunday. What are, what are you guys closing down the pubs till one, two in the morning watching a late night game? I love it, dude. I love it. Yeah, man. Honestly, there's a few there's a few different pubs that are showing it across the across London and uh it gets pretty rowdy on a Sunday. Oh, I'm sure it does. So American football is your thing. Now do you watch a lot of baseball? Yes, I'm a Mets fan. This is why I'm this is why I'm a oh, very nice. Now it comes full circle. I like this, Connor. Beautiful. So um well I'm kinda new to baseball, but I see obviously we've got buyers today. When everyone's healthy, I just want to know like where do you think everyone's gonna play? So do you think, obviously, Lindor's going to go back to shortstop? Do you think Baez goes to second? But then, obviously, McNeil's on like a 14-game hitting streak. He's one of the only consistent performers we got. So where does he go? Does he go to left field or does he go to third base to replace J.D. Davis? What do you think is the best like, solution? Very, very good questions, Connor. Excellent, excellent questions. McNeil is going to play every day, my man. Appreciate the call. All the best in London. McNeil is going to play. I think Baez will go to second, and I think Jeff McNeil will play third. I do not think they will put Baez at third base because I think they're going to want to have the Lindor-Baez double play combination with all the flair and energy that those two guys bring to the table. That would be my guess. Let's head to Long Island, the great Doug. What's up, Dougie? Yes, Doug. We'll try that again. Doug going once. Doug will get back to us. Not worried about that. Let's head to Charlie and Woodside. Charlie, baby. Hey, JJ. How's it going? Charlie, doing well, man. Doing well indeed. What's shaking, kid? Well, well, guess what? Uh, with this, with all the trading deadline deal by the Yankees, mate, uh, they just sucked me back in. Now, excitement. Oh, you and me both. Well, Charlie, not for nothing. I don't know if you saw this on Twitter. Uh, my wonderful boss, who I love, he means the world to me, uh, Bill from Los Angeles, took a little exception with my giddiness and with the Yankee fan getting suckered back in. And, and Charlie, I can tell you right now, bud, nothing would make me happier than for the Yankees to get the second wild card, match up with the Boston Red Sox at Fenway Park, and send Simmons and Ryan Murray, and all of Red Sox Nation crying with all of the shit talk they have been doing this year. Could you imagine if the Yankees play them in a one-game playoff? 
beat them at Fenway Park and send their asses home. Honestly, Charlie, that would like make my baseball season in many ways, bro. It really would. Oh, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, they, I mean, because the I think I like the Rizzo move much better than the other ones because Rizzo's of such a leader. He's a, a very known player, iconic in the Cubs uh, organization. He came up from like development, like when they're losing to like when they become World Series contenders winning. And I mean, I like the Rizzo move right there. Not, it actually is a contact guy, so which I like him more than, uh, what's that, Gallo. So I like the Rizzo move. Uh, in terms of win, I mean, rental guy, yes, much better than Short Sharper's story. So that's a good pickup right there. And I, I'm actually like bummed out about, man, they, they need to send Luke Boy's ass out of here or send him, keep my triple A because I can't stand this dude. Well, I got to look into a couple of things, Charlie. Number one, does he have minor league uh, eligibility? I would bet not. So whenever the Yankees activate him, they have to put him on the 25 or the 26-man roster would be my guess. But if you're the Yankees, where exactly does Voight fit when he's only a first baseman and, you know, you're going to have Odor, you're going to need Gardner or Allen to be your backup outfielder. Uh, that's that's a very complicated, slippery slope for the Yanks. And I think in a perfect world, Charlie, they absolutely would have traded him. But I don't think they got anything in return that was worth their while, quite frankly. Yeah, uh, Frank, I guess so. I mean, but... Yeah, but Rizzo's playing, and I think they, they improved defensively with, uh, I mean, so much. First base, Rizzo, left field, Gallo. That's a great point, Charlie. That's not getting enough attention with these Yankee moves. The Yankees are a much better defensive team than what they were about, I don't know, 72 hours ago. Putting Rizzo at first base, basically a gold glove first baseman. Gallo out in the outfield, he is a gold glove outfielder. All of a sudden, the Yankee defense looks a heck of a lot better. Oh, absolutely, Dan. In terms of, like, the, the other one outfield spot, I mean, Greg Allen has to play. And, yes, there's, like, a lot of, like, some like – I heard in a voicemail early in the podcast saying, like, this seems athletic enough and everything, contact enough. I think Greg Allen has to play in center field. Uh, put him at night. Uh, it's, we, he's going to be perfect there. He can, like, the hit run with LeMahieu would have been nice. But I'm going to tell you, uh, J.J., can 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 somebody send a SWAT unit to Brett Garner's house and like make him force him to retire? Because boy, I cannot watch this to play. It just drive me to like nuts to with that left field. He's just he's tore he's tearing apart. Well, he's shot. Listen, Charlie, I hate disparaging the guy because he was a good Yankee. Appreciate the call. Really good Yankee. Blood guts played the game the right way. Easy guy to root for. Brett Garner's totally shot. And should Brett Gardner be playing every day? Absolutely not. Not with the moves that were made for this team. No way. We welcome to Spotify Green Room for the first time. I hope he unmutes his microphone. The great Milton from Brooklyn, the cowbell man extraordinaire. Milton! I'm going to unmute him myself. No, he's muted. Can you hear me? Milton, I missed that voice. How are you, my brother? 
Oh, man. <laughs> Let me just start off by saying all these asshole Yankee fans complaining, and including Mets fans, both teams got off. And I'm going to start with the Mets, unfortunately, because you know I hate them, but I got to respect them today because you cannot take away the intangible factor that both these guys are Puerto Rican, both of them are best friends, and this is going to help Lindor, as, as corny as that sounds. They're going to put an energy into that team that's going to make me fucking watch Met games, and that's already bothering me but i cannot deny the fact that met fans that are calling that he strikes out a lot you're a buffoon this team never makes moves they finally do something you still bitch so you guys are never happy you know so you know what go fuck off now as far for the yankees i cannot explain how excited i am i wanted rizzo so bad lefty glove a lefty fielding first baseman lefty batter we got um it's, it's just a perfect match. I wanted to trade Voight. I'm still mad he's on his team. But now you got Gallo with that powerful arm. And what I'm, what I'm telling people right now is going to be an X factor if they make the playoffs is in the playoffs. What's hard to do, um, John is score runs. And when you got the two most powerful arms in the left field and right field, they're going to stop people from going home in critical moments in playoff games. And that is underrated. They're going to cause people to be afraid to tag up and go home and in big one nothing games those are going to be critical situations where we're going to love gallo and as far as the strikeouts we should be used to that already the fact of the matter is as yankee fans we were crying for left-handed back. oh thank god milton thank god because yes it is something i've been bitching about for years with this team now you look at their lineup you can't you can't expect to build a championship caliber roster at Yankee Stadium not taking advantage of the short porch. And I know people are going to say, well, the righties hit it out to right field and they could take advantage, but that's bullshit. I agree with you for this reason. When you face tough pitching, Tampa, they're righty relievers. Avaldi, who's giving the Yankees fits. It's going to be a lot easier to pitch to a lineup that's exclusively right-handed. Now, with Gallo there and with Rizzo there, that becomes far more complicated, my friend. And you got to understand, a team like this, analytic team like the Rays, is so easy to scout us. We got all right-handed batters. All they have is right-handed pitchers throwing 99 miles an hour, throwing little sliders, taking a, a, a fast pitcher out, bringing a guy who throws slow, and it's just fucking all our right-handed batters up, and they know it. But now that we could give them the old lefty-righty, lefty-righty, that little gimmick of bringing in right-hander after right-hander is not going to work no more for a team like Tampa Bay. And you know what? It's just going to be an energy that's I'm going to go back to the stadium. We're going to enjoy this. You know what? People in right field, get ready to wear armor because there's going to be bombs hit out there. We're going to have to protect ourselves from all these home runs. And it's going to be an electricity. And this team is going to squeeze their way into the playoffs. And like you said, when you get to the playoffs, anything can happen. So I'm happy. And if any Yankee fans not happy, then I don't know what the fuck's going to make you happy, bro. I mean, what do you want? Trout? Yeah, I mean, Milton, listen, I wanted this team to go for it. Now, I didn't want to make short sighted moves, bro. Appreciate the call as always that we're going to kill them in the future. They didn't do that. And I ask you this question. What Yankee prospect has Cash been given up over the last 15 years that's really come back to bite him in the ass? Caprillian's thrown well for Oakland this year. Okay. He's thrown well. It's one guy. I mean, has he given up an Eloy Jimenez or a Dylan Cease or... A Fernando Tatis Jr.? The answer to that question is no. He has not. The Yankees have put themselves in a position where, yeah, they had to be super aggressive. 
It's unfortunate. The best they're going to be able to do is probably get that second wild card, but I'd gladly take it. You got to get in the tournament. And now, I mean, listen, the excuses were out the window for Aaron Boone anyway. Now they're even more out the window. And I'm with you on the bias move. Listen, it would not have been my number one choice. I like the idea of Brian a lot more. It's a good move for the Mets. The idea that you're going to suggest that this is a bad move for the Mets is just nonsensical. They needed a bat. They needed an athlete. Baez is going to have some positives. He's also going to have some negatives. I think the good, in this case, for two months, outweighs the bad. From one JJ to another. What up, JJ? Yes, JJ. JJ going once. JJ going twice. JJ is not paying attention. That's okay. Let's head to Jeremy, who's up next. Hi, Jeremy. Hey, hey. I, uh, I'm not sure if you've addressed this yet. But uh, I just saw from Disha Dosar on Twitter that the Mets had an offer to get Donaldson and Maeda, and it was for Dom Smith and someone else. And I, I just wanted to say I did, I, I'm glad they didn't do that. I think the bias move isn't just good because he's a good player. I think it really works for the kind of clubhouse they have, the kind of team they're trying to build. And Donaldson and leaving Dom would not be good for this team, and I think – I think the the management of this team has been good at being aware of kind of the attitude this team has. And I just really like a lot of the players on the team and their whole vibe. I don't know. Would you have taken that deal? I did not want them to trade Dominic Smith. I think Dominic Smith is coming on. I think Dominic Smith is starting to play some really good baseball. Now, I like the idea and was intrigued by the idea of making a play for Josh Donaldson. Not... With that return. Let, let me see what the, because I'm on, I'm not on Twitter right now. Let me see what the actual offer was. I want to make sure I have it right. They wanted Dom Smith, Mauricio for Barrios. Yeah, I think that's a little too high. I mean, listen, Minnesota got what they wanted. They got it from Toronto. No, nah, I think the Mets were wise not to make that move. Mauricio, I would have given up. I like Dom Smith on this team. I really do. Let's head to Eddie. He's up next. What's happening, Ed? Yo, Eddie. Hello. Hey, JJ. Eddie, what up, baby? How we doing? How we living? Good, good. What a crazy past couple days of the deadline, right? Oh, it's amazing. I I can only hope that this is going to be par for the course with the trade deadline now for the rest of our lives because this was just too much fun, you know? Hopefully, hopefully, because, yeah, like you said, the past couple years hasn't been that, that great. But, um... So the first thing, I'm super excited to see Rizzo because I wasn't too happy about the Gallo trade because, like, like you said, all that all those strikeouts that that he's been doing. But um, yeah, Rizzo, Rizzo, I'm really excited. I actually saw the short porch was uh the, that podcast. They were talking about how Rizzo's Italian and all the great Italian players the Yankees have had, like DiMaggio and Rizzuto. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> oh, Edward, how about the uh, the graphic that you've seen all over the place? The Sopranos image of like Tony and, and Christopher. Or- you know, it's Tony and Paulie, basically. It's the idea that the Yankees are getting all the Pisons and they're bringing them to the team for the stretch run. I mean, I'm okay with that. By the way, we got a Yankee lineup. Noah Mayu, Noah Urshela, Hammy issue for Geo, Triceps issue for DJ, Glaber, Gallo, Judge, Rizzo, Stanton, Sanchez, Ruggio Dor, and everybody's favorite, Tyler Wade, playing third base tonight. He's like the cat with nine lives, man. You can't get rid of him. He's like a cockroach. 
It really does. Isn't it crazy thinking about adding Rizzo and adding Gallo? And it does give you that sort of like opening day type of vibe. That is a great, great point. But hey, Edward, they were a dead team walking for the first three months of this year. To now have a little bit of life going into the second half, ton of fun. I know I'm fired up about it. Brian is up next. What's happening, Brian? Yo, JJ, what up, man? Brian, good hearing your voice once again. What's shaking, dude? Bro, first off, I missed the whole episode, so I need you to post it. We are going to post it. This will go on. I, we've been going for 45 minutes strong. We will absolutely be posting this. Yes. Bro, Tyler Wade, you said he has nine lives. Is this guy a, a, a starter, uh, even on the Pirates? Like, after Adam Frazier? Like, what's the deal with Tyler Wade? Because in the playoffs, with DJ being versatile and Greg Allen maybe being our fast guy off the bench, let's just spitball. I don't, I don't know. Is Tyler Wade off the roster at that point? I hope. Well, I would say yes. I would say yes. But here's the problem. You don't have LeMayu today. And you don't have Urshela today. So you need somebody to put the infield. And this Urshela hamstring thing, this is this is something that we need to monitor down the stretch here. I'm, I'm, hopefully he gets, you know, Gallo. This guy Gallo can play third too. What the hell? Well, I don't think they want to put Gallo, though, at third base. Because he started his career there. He was comfortable at first. He's a gold glover in the outfield. So my sense is they don't... Well, tonight, Gallo's in right. Judges in center and Stanton is playing the outfield. Hallelujah. Stanton is playing the outfield tonight. It's such a funny outfield. But my thing is, and let's say playoffs game one is judge or Gallo in, in right field, because is Gallo a better defensive outfielder than judge? I, you know, it's- he is, but think about it. Think about it. If you're playing at a stadium like Yankee stadium, what's a tougher position to play? Left field. So I, I don't think they're going to mess with the equilibrium here of Aaron Judge, Brian, where he's going to be playing, you know, left field now. I, I think Gallo is going to be the left fielder. And, you know, maybe on some occasion they're going to have Gallo and Judge and Stanton in the lineup. And maybe that is the avenue of getting a guy like Voight some at-bats. Yeah. Hey, I know you don't want to talk about this. My last point, hey, uh, McBride and Thomas for the Nets and the Knicks. Pretty, uh, pretty nice pick. No, oh, I don't disagree. Listen, I, I have no problem. We talked about this. We brought it up yesterday. We did all the NBA draft stuff. Um, Thomas gets buckets. The question is, is he a guy who's going to get buckets in the second unit for Brooklyn? Or is he going to end up being a guy that's trade bait in February? And I like the McBride. Listen, the Knicks to get Grimes and to get McBride and trade down and get some extra assets? No problem with that. All right, last one before I got to do MLB uh, betting at 530. Zach joins us. What's up, Zach? Yo, Zach. Yes, Zach. Zach's gone. So I guess that's how we're going to end it. This was a ton of fun. You guys, 45 minutes strong. Second green room this week. I mean, who knew? Two green rooms mixed into the equation. We'll post this. Mets get Baez. Good move. I would have preferred Bryant. We'll see what kind of impact Baez has down the stretch of this year. Enjoy all the baseball this weekend. We're back Sunday night, New York, New York. Franny Fischilla is going to check in, give you some draft grades, all that good stuff. JJ, signing off. Be good, everybody.